I didn't even bother to write down trivia for a movie. Because <laughs> I looked up the trivia, none of it was interesting. It was all just like, did you know that other actresses also what tried to be Elizabeth Shue character? I was like, this is boring. I don't care about any of these actresses. They're all boring, stupid. Ca uh, yeah. I don't know why I felt so grumpy at this movie when I was done with it. I don't know. Hey, it's Tardy to the party. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from Bill's ramblings, which I'm assuming he's going to include. Because I do not edit this shit. Yeah. We're, anyway, yeah. we're talking about adventures in babysitting. Because we're filling our pop culture holes, things we didn't see the first time around. I know why we didn't see this the first time around. Well, but why the hell did you pick this? You have more of an excuse than I do because you're you know you're five years younger than me, so you you missed. I had sisters. This was, well, that's the thing about this movie. I grew up with this when I as a kid. This was the movie that I knew a lot of girls loved. Uh, just because there was a girl as the main... And it's about babysitting. Mm -hmm. And I never seen... You know, I saw the trailers and everything. didn't seem bad. Now that I've seen it, I'm like, yeah, no. It's just shitty warmed over John Hughes for girls. For girls who don't know what they're missing if they haven't actually seen a real John Hughes movie. It's not terrible. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. And doesn't really have a moral or a message like John Hughes movies dumb does. So it's just... Really dumb characters. Dumb, yeah, and the kids are kind of not... Not even unpleasant, but just at least like the, the little girl isn't as annoying as most kids her the age. Brother, in movies are. I, you know what the funny? Because I actually really like the cast in this movie. I really do like the guy playing the brother, and even the his his dipshit best friend is not terrible. But something about the way this something there's something missing about this movie that makes it good. Because like I said, there's no one particular thing that's really offensive, other than the fact that every black person in this movie is like a criminal or a car thief <laughs> or like. Or I guess a blues man, but I guess blue. I don't know, it's 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 adventures and babysitting. So yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to pick this is because uh, this was this had not been on my tardy of the party list for a long time, but just it just kind of struck me as, as a little bit of inspiration. I was like, yeah, that is a movie as a kid all the time. I knew a lot of girls were really into. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I want to check it out. And now I'm just like, okay, I saw that. Yeah. It didn't kill me or anything like that. But um, what did you think? It's not. I, I, boring yeah it's, just it's kinda... really boring it's it was just... hard to get through especially when i had like video games staring at me from across the room be like hey hey yeah when you at, got a brand one... new nintendo one... console and a brand new legend of zelda <laughs> at one point i actually just left it on in the background as i played diablo <laughs> oh, 3 <really? laughs> so you were already really i watching was kind it. of paying You're attention just but... as a radio show oh, there was like oh 15... man there was a 15 minute jet uh, <laughs> or blue scene yeah. that i was like i don't need to watch what? this Jokes and scenes kind of go on for so long because it's got that like '80s pacing where it kind of scenes is, just kind of happen for this a is while. The whitest, oh, so panicky bad. movie I've ever seen. Don't go into big city. The big city so scary. I don't see if there's a specific neighborhood you want to go into or nothing you want to avoid. Suburban but fear. So, I've never seen anyone be so scared of the big and then they just refer to it as the big city the big city it's like this movie was written by a bunch of farmers from the depression <laughs> it's like oh the no the big city will corrupt you oh no you'll die no, instead, don't go there after dark this movie was written by chris fucking columbus the fucking which is weird because i i do love some of his original he wrote gremlins he mm. wrote goonies this is his first directing credit 
Uh, after this, he went on to direct Home Alone he and directed the first two uh, Harry Potter movies. Pixels. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> wow. Okay, so maybe this is only the second worst movie I'm he's ever made. Sure. Well, he also supposedly made Rent, which was a movie so bad that it kind of soured that entire fandom against the, it's, it's the own thing that it, the, they were fans of. But... It, well, you know, what also soured me against the oh fucking movie was having to listen to that 900-hour song a bajillion times because they were playing it everywhere. In this movie? In, no, in Rent. Oh, in Rent? I've when Rent seen... first came out, there's one song from it that got played everywhere, and I was like, this is the only thing I know from this play, <laughs> like the and anthem, I the theme. hate it. I've never seen Rent, the movie or the play. Me either. I mean, we got it off of April. We do not. No, I don't want to watch we're not Rent. Cool. That's so it. I saw this segment in Team America World Police where they did Everyone Has AIDS. It's, oh, it's, is that, AIDS, is that AIDS. kind of what they're parodying that's, right yeah, there? Yeah, they're parodying Rent in oh, that that's... segment. Oh, I guess, because I know I, I know Rent is kind of like a riff of love Bohemian where everyone's got fucking tuberculosis. It makes sense that everyone just, they, they really give everyone AIDS in that movie? <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe one character having AIDS, but like, Jesus Christ. Um, One token character, I guess. And hey, we're talking about Avengers and Babysitting. This is also, this must have been, I noticed this is a Touchstone feature. Uh, Touchstone was Disney's attempt. Uh, you know how Konami back in the 80s, when they were putting out games for the uh, 8-bit Nintendo, they came out with the Ultra label? Mm-hmm. So they could sneak out, like, even more games, but not let anyone know it's actual Konami? This is what they did, Disney did with Touchstone, where they were like, we want to put out movies that kind of, like, attract teens and older people, but we don't want anyone to know it's Disney, because we make bullshit. And no one wants to see actual Disney movies. And so they came up with this whole th- label. I think the first Touchstone movie this was does, Splash. This, yeah, this you... does feel like an, a Disney aid, mid-80s fart of a movie. And try, again, Disney trying to ape John Hughes. Like, even the, the, the weird precision F-bombs that happen in this movie, too. It's trying so hard to be cool, but it's not. Which is a shame! Because this is the real reason I wanted to watch this movie. Oh, no. I love Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue, I had such a crush on the... Well, this was the best, uh, seen... <laughs> the best selection you had of Elizabeth Shue movies you, know you haven't seen. On Twitter, someone pointed out that she was in uh, Leaving Las Vegas, which we could have done. It. We could have... Well, the funny thing, she's not actually done a ton of movies. This mm. is what kills me, because Elizabeth Shue, I always, always thought she was actually really good. She was really great at replacing Marty's girlfriend in Back to the Future movies. She was good in The Karate Kid. She was good in other movies. But she never seemed to have found a vehicle. This is her big starring role. You think this would have been the perfect vehicle to show off her chops? Not really. I mean, she's just at, she spends the whole movie being panicking over black people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the best look for any actress, uh, regardless of the decade or era it's made in. Um, but she does wear a badass Doctor Who coat and scarf in this movie, which I don't know if it's supposed to be a specific reference. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so that's why we're talking about adventures it's not even multiple adventures it's one boring night of one adventure of just randomly like they're trying to kill a kid and she's on a building and there's <laughs> rope and the parents are boring and i thought they, they could have at least gotten cool character actors to play the kid's parents but they're just kind of boring yeah. Adventures and babysitting. Also, everything's a matte painting because they couldn't bother to film this in actual Chicago. They filmed this in Toronto. I guess they spent, like, went out and sent like sent like the second unit crew out to film a couple background shots of just Chicago just to insert into the movie. But that's why there were some really random matte paintings in this movie where the skyline is suddenly a matte painting. And I'm like, what the white? This is supposed to be Chicago. Why do you have to like? I was like, oh, that's right, because they must have filmed somewhere else in the Chicago. I'm just saying, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, 
this may, this is should we just edit it out and just say that's a <laughs> that's <laughs> all, folks. The 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 balcony is closed. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? But it's the movie starts with her dancing too, and then he kissed me Which is in her cute. bedroom. As someone who had a crush on Elizabeth Shue, she danced in her room. She got little feet. She got her little feet. Elizabeth Shue, no, well known yeah, for her I'm, feet. I'm watching the movie and I took, oh, I just put my hands on my cheeks. Her little feet. <laughs> like a weirdo psycho pervert. Um, she looks at a photo of what could be a 40-year-old man or it could also I be a 40-year-old man playing an 18-year-old. That's kind of what's, well, you know what? It's funny because the guy actually playing her boyfriend is someone I know. And he is like in his fifties now, but you know, but he's way out of way. But yeah, she's singing to "He Kissed Me" by was it like the Chantels or something like that. Something like that. An old, uh, yeah, Motown tune. But um, her doorbell rings. Well, he a Camaro, a red Camaro pulls up. <laughs> was the license plate so cool? The, the one little bit of trivia I did see about this movie is supposedly that it was the actor's actual car with his actual license plate. What a douchebag! <laughs> Which is a shame because the actor is Bradley Whitford, who I fucking adore. I guess you've never seen The West Wing. No. He's the main, essentially, what became the main character in The West Wing, and he was in. Uh, he's been a lot he's of been stuff. a lot of stuff, yeah. But yeah, now you get to see like the baby Pokemon version of himself, mm. man. Like, although he's still, all these actors are way too old. Because even Elizabeth Shue, she's like thirty to eight, and so, she's playing a. I she says she's seventeen in the movie. Yeah. I'm like seventeen, <laughs> and she's like dressing down someone else for not looking, not being as young as they looked. Just, so yeah. he's like, oh man, my sister's really sick. I can't go out tonight with you. Oh. Who? who is my sister sick especially when you're like an adult as excuse for anything but yeah and also uh she's like oh i guess i'm overdressed because he's just wearing some schlubby shit yeah and she's dressed into like this party dress oh i'm sorry sorry for spoiling the plot before we get to it but we find out later that he did go to the place they were gonna go where she got all fancy dressed up but with he's still wearing that shit he didn't get fancy dressed up uh, they didn't think too hard when they were directing this. Chris Columbus. I, they were probably up. like, people won't recognize him if he wears different clothes. Well, you know what? I can guarantee that was probably what they were thinking. Because, like, well, Bradley Whitford in this movie is so bland. He's just a white guy face. It's not like he has any character. He's like, yeah, like he's that. like, oh, my sister's really contagious. And she's like, okay, I guess next week. And she goes to kiss him. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm contagious. No, that's not how teenage boys Is he boys trying to break work. up with her? What the hell's going that's on? Because how... they've been dating for no, years. No, even if they were going to break up eventually... Any guy, like as, le- like, as sleazy as this guy would be, would yeah. be like, yeah, give me some sugar before I have to It'd go on like, a date know, with another girl. What's not contagious is my penis. Yeah, he would be like, hey, you, let's bang before we even uh, go Can out. you blow the germs out of me through my urethra, <laughs> honey? Um, yeah. Um, so he and, leaves, and she's yeah. super bummed. And... And, but she talks to her stereotypically nerdy best friend. <sighs> what is it, Brenda? Is the... Brenda with a huge... I know it's the 80s, and I, if you were to, like, watch half of the other 80s movies that I grew up with and adore, you could easily poke holes in those movies as easily can do in Baby Adventures of Babysitting, which is such a cartoon of the 80s nerd girl. She like, sucks. This character's just, awful. She's, like, they try to play her up for comedy, but it doesn't work. It's bad. Okay, we may have a problem here, too, because I kind of stopped paying attention to the movie towards the end. <laughs> no, I took you notes and everything. You started playing Diablo. I, I, How does she... End the movie. How does she... Does she escape? Yeah, she escapes. Okay, because I totally... Unspecific city. I got. I was looking over my notes and I realized I never found out what actually happened to Brenda. Other yeah, than she gets her re-terrorized. Stuff gets resolved. And I was like, well, hopefully Daniel took notes on that. Because I did, did not feel like rewatching, Even rewinding on iTunes to, to see what happened. But anyway, yeah. 
Her mom comes in and is like, hey, the Andersons want to know if you can babysit for the night. And she's like, no, I want to stay home and be depressed. And she's like, I'm too old to babysit anyway. She is tw- like 23 years old. Yeah, she is too old. But then she babysits anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, She drives whoosh. over in like a big ass cat, like, uh, what was it? Not a cat, station wagon station or whatever the hell yeah. it is. Yeah. She's whoosh. Stole from the Griswolds. Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, it's got like Title crazy, star. like really like intensely done font work and everything like that. Like it's going to be a big adventure. It's not a very it's big adventure. It's not a big adventure. And so, man, Ferris Bueller should fucking sue is what I'm saying. That that poster of them climbing up the side of the building all together. Oh, we gotta talk about that poster. Now <laughs> <laughs> you aside from the when fact, you, well, that when, scene when, when would you like to talk Granted, about the poster? In in uh, Police Academy Four, Citizen uh, on Patrol, no one, is, the entire cast and crew is not in a balloon. What? Like the like the the, the VHS box cover. Police Academy posters but never lie. It kills me because that is the, the the poster for Adventures in Babysitting is a Drew Struzan poster, and I love Drew Struzan. He did all the Star Wars movies, and he's the biggest yeah. poster mo- uh, artist of the eighties. But he got all the kids right, even aside from the fact that the scene doesn't happen in the movie. But like he drew like Elizabeth, it's not Elizabeth Shue face. It looks like a, like a lingerie model, and her hair's like all permed up, like it never is in the movie. And she's not wearing the right She's wearing like a Catholic school outfit, like showing a whole bunch of naked leg. Despite the fact that in the movie she's wearing jeans with like neon pink sh- like uh, uh, sneakers. It's not even no. <laughs> it's a total misrepresentation of what this movie's about. Oh no, not your precious Elizabeth Shue. I know they made her look like a whore. <laughs> but no, yeah. And it's Drew Struzan. He fucked up, man. It's, dude, don't be. Don't don't try to sexualize my Elizabeth Shue. Oh no. She looked totally. That's cool. Bill's job. I like that coat. Talking about thing. her little feet. She got a- <laughs> I'm gonna send Drew Struzan a note saying, "How dare you misrepresent her little feet." <laughs> Anyway, yeah, she goes babysitting. Yeah, and we um, see the two kids. Well, first we see Sarah, the younger of the two kids, skating in house. I don't think these types of skates exist anymore. No, these these, these kind, kind of skates even kind of died out in the you even in the mid eighties. Your shoes, yeah, and you needed like, like a skate key and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was afraid this kid would be more obnoxious than yeah. she is. I, she's well, fine, and she's you know, her big. This is the most random character tick I've ever seen in a little kid in a movie. Where she's a, absolutely loves Thor. Yeah. Not just like all Marvel comic books, but specifically just Thor as a character. Her bedroom is filled with Thor stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, from so for somebody she who she thinks Thor is real, apparently. That's the weird thing. Yeah, because she seems so smart and savvy about everything else, and she's old enough. She's like twelve years old. Who? She shouldn't be thinking okay, Thor's so a real dude. Who is Sally Baines? Is because she, she was in Back to the Future. Is Sally Baines? Is that the? Is oh, that the... would have been Lorraine's sister. Okay. Yeah, she. Uh, that's right. Cause she had like, uh, yeah, she had a sister and uh, uh, your uncle, uncle, uncle Toby. Get used to these bars, kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So oh, wait, apparently the... She, the little girl is in Back to the Future. Really? Yeah. Uh... Sally. Yeah, that would have been like two years right before this. Yeah, she would have been like a little sister, I guess. I've never paid. No, attention. she would have been a full-grown adult sister, though. <laughs> Time was weird for me. Uh, but yeah, no, she's actually pretty cool. Even though, yeah, she, she seems way too old to be thinking Thor's a real dude. Yeah. Uh, especially because, like I said, she's smart and savvy enough from the rest of the movie. Um, but yeah, she that's the, my abiding memory of people talking about adventures and babysitting and seeing the trailers and on and seeing bits on <laughs> HBO is that there was a kid with a Thor hat. She's also wearing like a bright red sweater with blue corduroy pants, which I don't think anybody's worn. Yeah, that's for like a, 20 years. That's some Oshkosh bagosh. Well, this movie was made exactly 30 years ago. Yeah. Um man, 
Raising Arizona came out 30 years ago this week. We should we talk about that? Need uh, to get you to talk about Raising Arizona. We'll get there. Um, her brother. I, I Brr? Huh? You did? Uh, don't, don't, nothing later. Yeah. Her, her brother, Brad, is Mike in pasta in the kitchen watching. I... What dates this movie the most? Bob Barker on The Price is Right with black hair. I didn't notice Bob that. Bob Barker got dark hair. I got distracted because they got a box of Captain Crunch out on the table and it says, Find the Captain. There's some kind of trivia. So I was like, <laughs> I paused the movie to go like, when was the find the captain uh, like uh, prize thing going on back in the day? Because I remember that happening. Mm. Um, I can't remember if they ever did find the captain. Um, but yeah, they're all eating cereal. I, the, no, okay, no, they're so, not eating cereal. He's making pasta and she oh, comes in right. and is like, Chris is coming over and he's like, Bleh, and spills his macaroni noodles everywhere. I keep everywhere. thinking this is a breakfast scene, but no, it has because like she's coming over, like she's coming over to babysit them for the night because the yeah. parents are leaving. Uh, I really do like the actor playing uh, the older son. Even the older son as a character is just kind of a His outfit doofus. is shit, though. Uh, but he's the grandson of Jackie Coogan, the kid who was in hmm. The Kid, Chaplin's The Kid. Yeah. And um, who also wound up playing, uh, originating the role of Uncle Fester on the old 1960s Adams Family movie. Mm. So he's that kid. He's Uncle Fester's grandson. And I remember seeing, I don't know what happened to this guy. I don't think he was on a ton of stuff after this, but I remember seeing him showing up in some stuff in the 80s. And I always kind of liked, I don't know, he's got kind of like a sadness to him. I kind of like, and I kind of like his old unrequited, because I have a crush on Elizabeth Shue. Of course, I can identify with him having a crush on Elizabeth Shue. He was he also in taste. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Day. That's the other thing. He's like, hey man, the dishes are done, man. <laughs> you ever see Don't... I saw that movie I've in the theater. I've seen chunks of it. I had That's, a good I, goddamn time. I did, I did make a mistake of saying that Kelsey loves this movie. She t- loves... Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Not this movie. She doesn't Life give a shit. Has good taste. She doesn't give a shit about this. Granted, movie. I've not seen Don't Tell uh, Mom the Babysitter is Dead since I saw it one time in the theater thirty years ago. Yeah, but that was a pretty good goddamn time. He play in in that movie. He plays the older. St- uh, he again plays the the older son in a family, but in that movie, he's like he goes, the stoner uh, he weirdo. Plays, he's the character in the Fox and the Hound. <sighs> Poor guy. <laughs> wow, he's in all the worst 80s shit. Um, he's but still yeah. working. Yeah, no, everyone technically... I didn't realize I was looking up Elizabeth Shue thing. I guess she left acting and went to Harvard and got a degree. Mm. After she, like, she, like all of her like teenage like acting roles dried up, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I guess she does a lot of humanitarian stuff now. But I don't know what happened to, to, to the little girl in this movie. Uh, um, so... This movie has a lot of shoulder pads. Her coat that she's wearing. Well, her are, coat is ooh, shoulder well, pad galore. Well, and somebody says something about the coat, and she says she got it off her dead grandpa. Well, and, and, I'm like, what grandpa? And so I... her, she gets over there, and her mom, the the kid's mom, is wearing the ugliest fucking golden black dress. It's so eighties. It's tight. It's not it's leopard not... print. It's some kind of black and white print. It's ugly. In 1987, you're past the kind of the cool hip, the kind of cool colorful part of the 80s now you're in the late 80s where like 80s fashion just got nasty yeah and this is kind of like a hint of that yeah we're just kind of like tight unattractive bad patterns not even the bright colorful stuff people associate with the 80s but just yeah. kind of like bon jovi and slippery Brent, one so wet brand's 80s. upstairs and like putting clear cell on his zits and he's like oh it's, where is it he goes to his sister's <laughs> room and she's like i needed it for the brown color i ran out of brown to draw thor Thor doesn't what have any f- brown on him. Also, Clarisville's not like a brown paste. Yeah. This is a fucking clear goo. It's she does, like... however, have a My Pet Monster in her room. And I, I got like, distracted. That's, I one was like, my f- I that's one of my fucking... few notes. I want a, <clears throat> I want a kick the cheat plushie. I want a My Pet Monster. And I want some Boglins. 
Those oh, are man. my 80s wish Did you ever have list. a Boglins ever? Because I, I, I never a, got a Boglin. I feel like we've talked about Boglins on the we podcast have, before. Because there's a whole array where you can yeah. puck tear the eyes and everything yeah, that, like that. Yeah, that's why I want them. Fucking sharp. Aren't they remaking Boglins? Because I know Maybe, Jim Sterling's know. Yeah. got his own Boglins watch yeah. podcast now. Which I, um, means I'll never be able to buy one because they're all probably outrageously overpriced because people are buying them for him and he is buying them. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that's funny to think that guy's he's got, got like, he's cornering the market on on new uh, faux new uh, Boglins. Yeah. yeah, no, the my pet monster uh, totally distracted me from the Thor's a homo joke, which uh, that's that only did Mark's not distract me from a, from that. He's um, like Thor's lame. He's a homo, and she's like, take it back. And he's like, no, it's not an he's 80s movie. A there's homo. not just random. Homophobia. At least he didn't drop the f word, which would happen in most 80s movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she chases him downstairs and is like, take it back! And he's like, no. And she's like, take it back uh, or else I'm going to tell Chris about all those love poems you write about her because Chris is standing right behind her. And she's like, okay, I'll take it back. I forgot Chris Thor's is the name of the character, yeah. Uh, and uh, she's like, Thank you, Chris. Hi, Chris. Is says hi as she walks by, and he's like, "Oh." And then, I do like she's kind of like slightly charmed, but not like freaked out or anything like that. She kind of takes up some pretty good grace that this guy's got a total well, boner that for her. And she's really shitty. She's like, "You're at one point in the movie." Well, we could talk about it then, but we'll talk. No about one's it now worried about spoilers. Yeah, no. it's well, yeah. not spoilers so much as just the order I took my notes. Lot, yeah. But she says he's like hey i like you and she's like you're a child he's two fucking years younger than her in this movie that's not a child and two all, years all these actors are in their mid-30s Dumb. too so it really doesn't matter oh um, yeah stupid well i guess when you're when you're when you're supposed to be the age of these characters when you're in high school two years can be a big deal two years is the difference between i know 17 like, year olds that look like they're 14 i know 14 year olds <sighs> that look like they're 27 yeah doesn't matter. She is dating a like an eighty year old man. So long, as you, so long as you're yeah. So long as you're both under eighteen. Yeah. Whatever. It's weird. I'm well. Okay. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. So long as you're both under eighteen, but over fifteen. Yeah. 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 God, I, <laughs> you can't be. Oh, you can't be seventeen and dating in a six year old. Man, Chris, Chris Parker's definitely got a fucking taste for older men, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Like older so, men. Uh, he starts. Being oh, the awkward kids. and stamina. Oh, I'm sorry. The ki- the Thor kid has a gremlin's jacket. Oh, she's also got a Thor hat. Yeah. Um, well, I just well the, the gremlin's jacket is only important because uh, Chris Columbus wrote Gremlins, so that's mm. a little shout out to his own. Very bullshit. important. Just throw- and you know, and she's also a kid, which also makes her a reference to Harry Potter in the future. So he <laughs> starts stammering. <laughs> starts stammering. Oh, was, I really like your coat. Your coat's really cool. Uh, yeah. And she's like, it was my grandpa's. No, it wasn't. No, it that wasn't. is not a grandpa. Those coat. Those big ass shoulder pads. That is like a, that is a, a lady's coat that you bought two weeks ago at the mall. It's a sl- exactly. It's a slightly oversized mid eighties coat. It's not like fucking. It, it's not like Peter Falk's ever gonna yeah. wear like, a jacket oh, like this. He's like, oh, your grandpa has good taste, and she goes, he's dead. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What Dang, is she? Wait. <laughs> is she trying to chill his boner? Because she's really she's. She reacts with good enough humor to other situations in the movie that she seems weirdly like, yeah, like, it's, what are you doing to this kid? And she's obviously babysitting these kids a whole bunch of times before, too. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, why you, man, come be a dick to this kid. Granted, this kid's being a weirdo, too, but, like, ugh, yeah. Gonna... I love the idea of an old man dressed in a fucking ladies jacket from TJ Maxx. <laughs> fucking Peter Falk wearing this. I wonder why they didn't cast Wesley Crusher in this role. <sighs> 
Supposedly, well, he and this actor were supposedly in Toy Soldiers together. Mm-hmm. So they, well, he actually, yeah, no, he would have been. Wait, what's his it's, face? Uh, Fucking nerd ass. Yeah, nerd ass boy. Yeah, nerd ass boy. Will Wheaton. I don't think he wouldn't have been better than this. No, he would have been Will exactly a the terrible same. Terrible actor. Huh? Will Wheaton's a terrible, terrible actor. He was fine in Stand by Me. Because <laughs> because his character's a goober, mm-hmm. so he's kind of just playing himself. But like. That his comic timing and stuff. But, not that this kid's and, and like a laugh I mean, right in this movie. In the next generation, you can't really say that he was well, performing no. his character terribly because they wrote his character so terribly. And the directors were terrible yeah. too. But yeah, um, especially man. Yeah, yeah. The first couple seasons of Star Trek All Around are just so badly put together. But yeah, it's hard to blame him. It's only like blaming the guy who played Anakin Skywalker. That's yeah. not really his fault as much as uh, George Lucas just mm-hmm. being confident directing anyway. him. But anyway. Uh, the mom says Brad is going to spend the night at his friend's Daryl, so she, he doesn't have to worry about him. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, stop eating chocolate, Brad. You have zits all over your face. Embarrassing him in front of Chris. Thanks, Mom. Mm. Uh, he goes into the other... Somebody's knocking on the door, so he goes in the other... Back door, so he goes in the other room. It's fucking Juan, Ron Weasley. Fucking Ron mouth Weasley. Mouth farting on the window. Again, this is a future reference to Harry Potter, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess this kid is also one of the kids in Rents. It's supposed to be the snotty white kid who gets really upset about, like... Everyone not being as cool and, and anti-establishment as he is. Hmm. I've always heard that like with this kid's character in Rent is the most insufferable character in that whole movie because he's that's, the, that's he is the most rentiest he's, character. He's of the all. most insufferable character um, in this movie. Yeah, no, he's totally. I was I was funny because up until this part of the movie, I was like, well, I remember there being more kids on the poster for this movie. I was like, oh, of course now, dipshit. Rando. He's like, you coming home to stay in my house tonight or what? Brad's like, no. Chris is here. I gotta watch her through the crack of the door and beat it. Uh, How can I come when you're coming right next to me? I'm watching on her. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Chris is here. Oh, shit. Oh, let me come inside. And he's like, no, get out of here. So they cut to a weird scene where, like, Chris is just, like, kneeling in front of the TV watching it. But, like, Daryl, is the kid's name yeah, Daryl? Like, it's just staring in the window into the room, yeah. and, like, and like the brother kind of comes Brad is, trying like, to, like, leaping over it up. He's like, Close get windows out of here. as quickly as possible. But yeah. Right. I don't ever remember anyone as a kid, even when I was growing up in the 80s, like, just sitting kneeling in front of the television, especially if you're in someone else's house, just, like, and they're not even, like, watching MTV or anything like that. They're just, like, watching, I don't know what the fuck they're watching, but it's kind of just weird that, like, I don't know. Something they didn't have to pay for. Yeah, so, yeah, some Something public probably, access. Yeah. Some bullshit, yeah. Uh, the phone rings. It's a collect call from her shitty friend who's like, I'm in the city. I'm scared. And there's a homeless man who's like, get out of my she house. Her, the scene she's talking about, she's, it's like nighttime at the, at the bus station, yeah. but it's still like midday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, there's a guy with a gun here. Does she? Does, this, does the best friend talk about wanting to run away from home and when she shows up? No, earlier? she's just like, I did it. I this made a mistake. Weird... I ran away from home. Yeah, and she spent all of her money just on the cab just to get downtown. And yeah. now she doesn't have money to buy a ticket, so she wants to get picked up by Chris. This so she seems can just like go a, home. poor planage. This woman that. is designed to die and fail in life. Because, yeah, <laughs> this is her attempt at running away from home. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, I, like... So, Elizabeth Shue in this movie is supposed to be attractive. Yeah. So attractive that people get her confused with, I don't know, whatever, Miss January or whatever. Yeah, Miss March. Play me. Yeah. I, and, <laughs> supposed to be attractive! But she's got one friend. Yeah. Who's a total gooner. Who's a total, total loser. Yeah. 
And, like, and loser by not even a fun, like... Doesn't have any other friends. Better off dead kind of way. Yeah. But, yeah. Which you've never seen better her off, but... Boy, her boyfriend wants nothing to do with her. This movie is not real life. I would like to think that, like, how Elizabeth Shue in this movie looks is her own self-projection, and she's actually, like, this 400-pound, like, quadriplegic, like, mess. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, she's actually, yeah, there's a real reason why she has no friends, and <laughs> I don't know, so... But anyway, she's like, come pick me up! Ah. So, they all are, they're her, she's like, Brad, you gotta watch your sister while I go pick her up. Yeah. But they're like, no, we're coming with you. Argument's happened. They all go out to the car. Daryl jumps out of the bushes like, where are you guys going? And basically blackmails them into taking Oh yeah, he's all them. like, well, I'm gonna go tell the neighbors that, like, I'll yes, tell, I gotta tell I my mom that you're such a good babysitter. You has, he all, has he started to show city? The evil city. Oh, that's right. He, he hasn't shown off the Playboy, but also earlier he's been talking about how have you seen the latest issue of Playboy? There's Maybe. a girl in there that looks just like Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, if either of you fuckers make a problems for me, I will kill you. I'll stab you dead death. And he goes, raped? Gross. And she just Taste, tasteless and joke. Well, that, that's how it cuts to the next scene, too. Which is, That's how they leave like, out the scene is That rape. joke is so good. It's we can great. It's, you know, times change. But still just kind of like, damn, that's kind of... Uh, yeah. But they're like, movie, what are you doing? Oh, you're dating Mike when they're driving in the middle of the night. You're, he's, he beat me up because I touched his car. Mike wouldn't do that. Oh, movie idiots. Yeah. And again, this is not really a witty conversation or anything like no. that. It's just kind of killing time. It's nothing really funny or revealing about any of the characters. Yeah, they, it's just at some proving point, what a dickhead her boyfriend is. And... At some point, she's telling a scary story in the car to... The little girl and Daryl pulls a Playboy out of the front of his pants and shows it, and then they get all awkward in the back seat, and and uh, Brad throws it out the window. Yeah. Well, well, the, the reason Daryl's pulling out the Playboy because this is the Playboy he was talking about yeah. earlier at the house about how the Playboy centerfold just looks like Elizabeth Shue's character, mm-hmm. and like he's essentially doing the torture the 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 the, the brother. Because, you know, he got both roads. But it collapses. And fun oh. fact, it actually is Elizabeth Shoe. They actually sent her to the Playboy Mansion to do a little photo shoot just to create the prop that's used in this movie. Mm. But they made her up to, like, like make it look like... So you could kind of wonder, is that supposed to be Elizabeth Shoe or not? But, like... Not, that's not surprising, considering the centerfold they fold out has no nudity <laughs> no, on really. it at all. She's... Even, she's she's got like, her... turn, got her back to the camera, and her butt is covered up. Not even a hint of butt crack. And she's wearing, like, a skin cookie monster thing <laughs> over anything. She She's not showing anything that wouldn't, like, a back, backless dress wouldn't show. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But Kablamzo's flat tire... Really, yeah. And they're all... She's trying not to kill them on the freeway, and Daryl's laughing like an asshole. Uh, They don't have a spare tire. She forgot her purse. Because she's an idiot. Uh, So they can't buy a new tire. But then some hairy, beardy dude drives up. In a Jurassic Park truck. Yeah. And he's being all kind of like serial killer. Yeah, asking them if they're having trouble and laughs. You got a spare on this This scene goes on for a while, too. Yeah. And then they see that he's got a hook for the hand, and they all scream because they're white assholes. That's... I can't even see the racials thing where, like, they're all scared of the black people. The guy's got a hook for... Like... I guess maybe... Well, it's not... I shouldn't say a hook for hand. It's what... 
Well, a clampy thing. Yeah, what you tell all people that didn't have hands like back in the eighties had before. I could see if they did the nineteen fifty. If this were an episode of The Simpsons, I could see like if he actually did have like for some reason have a big sharp Captain Hook hook. Yeah. But no, I mean he's a weirdo. But it's not like he can stab you with his little claw that he uses to, like light his cigarettes mm-hmm. with or anything like that. But yeah, this goes on forever with them kind of being all good. Like, like I want to help you. Yeah. Oh, you're scared of this? And he holds up his hook hands. You kids must be from the suburbs. Yes. Yeah, no shit. They are the most suburbs. Uh, um, in a way that does not paint suburban people in anything re- remotely resembling a positive light. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they all pile into his cab, and he's going to go take them Well, to... she's like, I don't have any money. I can't afford anything. And he's like, I'll buy you a tire. My treat. I am kind of surprised this movie does not constantly suggest like people might want to get sexual favors out of her. I mean, kind of mm-hmm. like kind of gets there a little bit but it's never explicit in the script or like on yeah. on the screen that like oh, i'll take you if you give me a kiss or anything like yeah, that this movie is very much um hey don't worry if you're a pretty white girl things will work out exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> or if you're rich white kids that yeah. she's babysitting for uh, <coughs> he's like don't worry about it i'll get i'll buy you the spare it's my treat uh <coughs> so but he gets a call oh on his radio uh from Dawson, who owns the tr- tr- trucking company that I guess, guy works for, or they're like, like the car's outside your place, and he's like, "Oh fuck it!" So they drive back to his place, and he gets out of the car with a gun, and runs aside. His wife has been cheating on him. He throws some guy out the window. So there's, some shoot, there's some gunshots, gunshots, and yeah. there's some gunshots, <laughs> and <laughs> it shouts so loud it shatters. I coughed hard shoes. enough. I blew, I blew brain. <laughs> it shatters Elizabeth's shoes windshield, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the dude comes out." Yeah, he puts a around through the fucking windshield. Yeah. And, well, the big thing is that's not actually Elizabeth's shoes uh, station wagon. Yeah, that's her mom's. So, so she's extra. Out. She's like, oh shit, they fucked they up. They get my out of car. the car and jump into another random I don't car. I don't understand. I mean, granted, they have a flat with their car, so they can't really go anywhere. But like, yeah. They so they're getting out of the safety of the bed of the the truck to get into the safety of another car. Because presumably the dude is crazy enough. He just left his keys in the truck. Why not just? Grab the truck and like drive it to like a gas station. You don't have to drive it like too far away, but just but get away from that situation. And you still the car. car and he's like, get out of my car. But some guy pops up in the front seat and he's in the middle of stealing it and he hot wires it. Yeah. And they so all drive off together. The actor playing the car thief is remarkably chill. I really like this yeah. actor. Even those characters just there to kind of like. I do like he's kind of like a nice guy. It's. I don't know. I'm glad that he's not like playing a cartoon. He's he's not like the black car thieves or the tire thieves and like. Uh, do you ever see uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? No, the first one. No. Uh, the the family gets stuck in St. Louis, and it's everyone is like all like pimps and shit like that. And, it's like and extra. I feel like in a, a different movie, he would have wound up being the love interest. Yeah, exactly. He's totally. I don't know. I, he's a really cool actor, but um, but yeah, he's just a car thief, and he's really chill for a car thief. Yeah, he's just like, oh like, hey, just let us out at the next corner. He's like, bitch, I wouldn't even get out of the car at this part of town. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you back. To this place I shouldn't take you, and then I'll take you to the bus station. This movie is was filmed in Toronto, but it's trying real hard to look like Chicago, and I guess this is supposed to be the south side of Chicago, mm. so that's why Chicago. it's... Chicago. 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 Uh, um, so he takes them to a chop shop. His name's Joe. Uh, and the, there's a bunch there's of... There's a lot of screen time wasted with the kids being so freaked out by the fact that they're in this chop shop. Yeah, and, and people staring at them, and... Yeah. Stereotypical evil white and black dudes looking. Yeah, I'm a gangster type individual. And they all talk like, "Yeah, I'm a gangster." 
Um, yeah, so there's there's the chop shop where everyone's actually chopping the cars apart. But yeah, in the middle of the room at a table, there's a bunch of guys like, oh, we gotta send three Cadillacs to Detroit. We yeah. gotta do this. We gotta do that. Yeah. Uh, I guess these guys are the money managers yeah. of, of the operation. One of the guys punches Joe in the face like, you brought the kids back here. Now they know where we are. You think Joe would say, hey, guys, get out before. He didn't have to bring the kids into the chop shop. He could just drop. He could just. Take like drop at a gas station or something like that. Yeah, it's... he could have done a lot of things. Yeah, that any real human being would have done. <laughs> yeah, but this Cause... movie is poorly written. Because Joe, he's is it is it name whatever the guy, I can't remember the car thief's name, but like he's cool it's enough. Joe. He's he's invested in, in the safety enough of of, of Elizabeth Shue and these kids. You think? Kind of. Most kind of the time, of he enough. just stands there and watches. That is a good point. He really doesn't really step in and do anything. Yeah. He just kind of watches and goes, huh, 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 huh. Mm-hmm. Um, It's like a weird audience surrogate in the middle of this movie. And they, but, but, yeah. He's like, yeah, you could go to the cops. And they're like, sir, we would never go to the cops. He's like, how am I supposed to know that? Well, for starters, they're four incredibly scared White kids from the suburbs. They don't even seem to comprehend what the hell uh, they're even looking at they when they show up. They have zero idea where they are. Do you think they've ever been in the city before? They're not going to be like, oh, it was on, on H and 13th Street was the chop shop. Yeah. Uh, and so you could pretty much kick them outside and they wouldn't know where the fuck they were. It's, it's fine. But then he says, take the Brady Bunch upstairs. Yes, the Brady Bunch. Four children. As opposed to... Like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of kids, your insult didn't. It, it doesn't work. The movie then cuts back to Brenda. She's watching the Brady Bunch on a little paid, like coin-operated TV at the bus station, and uh, there's a homeless lady who sits next to her, steals her glasses, mm-hmm. swaps them out, and she's blind because that was that was the trope. This of the is 80s. just if you wear glasses and they get taken off your face, you are blind. Yeah. Uh, the the whole glasses thing only seems to happen to justify why she just doesn't leave the bus station. I guess, especially once it's obvious that Elizabeth no, she's and it's not going to make up it. Some other hilarious scenes. That's with the other her. thing where like none of the other gags work if she can see, which is just extra this music just lazy. Is, you know what? The, these scenes, the only thing these scenes with her are missing are the like burp, 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 in the background yeah. music. The like. Ghostbusters so, 2. Axel F shit? No, like, Ghostbusters 2 fart music <laughs> in the background. <laughs> boot, doo, boot, yeah. doo, boot, boot. Not yet. <laughs> Just, that's Man, the only thing these scenes are missing bad. to let you know it's funny. Because I, I, like, we've mentioned this in the past. There's so many YouTube videos that like make their make their hay off of just randomly just nitpicking movies for no reason just for the sake of just being hypercritical and be like can you believe they did this it's so stupid and i feel it's really easy to do that to movies like this but really it's just like well it's lazy writing like i said like the fact that she loses her glasses is the only way like half this movie works it's just kind of like man we're two schlubs in a basement yeah surrounded by Adult toy, well, adult toys sounds wrong. No, it is adult, no, well, not, not toys, sex toys, toys but like, for adults. Yeah. Like video games and fucking Muppets and Legos. Literally Muppets, yeah. And we're two schlubs, and we're like, this would have been a smarter way to write this. These people that made this are paid professionals That's the that thing. are supposed to know better. I mean, it's so easy to make fun of stuff and poke holes and things, but at the same time, there is a point where you're just like, man, this could have been done. Yeah, come on, guys. You can't, like, yeah, exactly. Paid professionals. Yeah. And it could have been hard to do this a little bit better, but yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not the end. Of, like I said, this is not even necessarily a bad movie. It's just, there's enough flab in it that it's just kind of boring. It's just white. 
It that's it. It's yeah. a white movie. It doesn't have any real zipper character to it, too. No. And the shit like this, like when the Brenda scenes are like the epitome of that, like, oh, scared white person. Look at all these crazy minority homeless people. Oh, oh they eat rats. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the one person that steals from her has got to be a black lady. Uh-huh. Because black people are scary. Okay. Yeah. There's a bald Asian lady wearing no <sighs> pants. Yeah, um, but yeah. So they, they, they're in the office, and they're like, we gotta get out of here. Oh, look, thankfully, there's a human-sized hole in the <laughs> really ceiling. really human-sized. Perfectly yeah. for us. Not even leading to a, a pipe or anything like that, but just a there's hole. There's also a Playboy on the table that Daryl steals, because why wouldn't you steal from the people that are going to kill you? Yeah, at this point, if you think you're going to die anyway, and also if he needs to replace the, the Playboy. <laughs> at this point, if you think you're going to die anyway, you might as well masturbate first. I do love it in this world that everyone this month is jerking off to Elizabeth's shoe. Yeah. Oh, my God, so, yeah. So, uh... They also, Playboys were not that popular back in the day, I'm... It would be like a fucking hustler, or barely legal, or something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway. But we get spend like twenty minutes watching them walk across uh, these again, beams up above. I mean, this is more a product a of of pacing for its time. Yeah. But man, this goes on for a while, and mm-hmm. like there's little bits of like Elizabeth Shue, she scuffs a little dirt off the 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 the, the girder that she's walking on, and it gets in the dude's coffee, and he slurps it up, and he's smacking his lips, and it's all like, derba derba do, yes. And also while they're sneaking across the girders, uh, car thief guy, he's just hanging out watching, kind of laughing, just kind of yeah. like yeah. And the the white evil dude's like, go give me the Playboy. It's got my notes in it. Why is he writing notes in your Playboy? You're supposed to have papers. <laughs> They've already got all their... Is that... <laughs> it's got all my notes for the Philadelphia job. I mean, granted, I my, I use the back of, like, like, like fucking Safeway receipts to write some of my stuff down, but it's not, like, in the middle... I'm not writing on Elizabeth Shoe's pussy that, like, <laughs> oh, we gotta send three Volkswagens to, to, to Denver next Tuesday. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah. So the kids all get away. The, the black evil guy goes upstairs. Yeah, because at Playboy. this point, it boils down to two evil guys chasing him for the rest of the can't, movie. Can't, can't find the Playboy. Goes downstairs like, um, the Playboy, the kids have it. And he's like, well, then take it from him. And he's like, the kids are gone. Oh, why? Oh, no. So the kids are running down an alley. Guys are chasing him. They run into a blues club. I'll stumble on stage. I don't know only... how they just end up on stage going, whoa, Fucking what? <laughs> like, yeah. They're the only white people in there, so there's that 80s moment where it's a bunch of black people staring at white people, like in... Oh, there's so many movies to pick from. Well, Blues fucking, Brothers, uh, fucking like, uh, uh they end up Animal in a, House. Uh, they end up in a blues bar in Weird Science. This is a whole thing of like, it's just who white. do white, who, where do white people from? Yeah. Kind of moment, yeah. And they're like, and we're just gonna go. And the guy on stage says. Nobody gets out of here without singing the blues. I do love this. This is a natural. This is a real blues guy who I've seen in other <laughs> I think stuff. This and... is just a blues guy saying, "I'm going to fuck with you, white people." <laughs> well, this is not so. a rule we have, but you're not getting out He's here. Like, you sing I the like, blues. You guys don't have to act that scared about a room full of white or black people just enjoying themselves. So to fuck with you, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make you embarrass yourselves even further in front of us for entertainment. So yeah. we get. The best scene in the movie, where she sings the Babysitter Blues. Is this, this seems to be the most well-known scene in the movie, because, like, looking it up online, this seems, well, I thought you were, I thought I was not being serious. Oh, okay. I don't know what the best scene in this movie is, (laughs) this is not it. Siskel and Ebert reviewed this movie, and Ebert was, 
loved this scene. He thought it was the best scene in the whole movie. He like, yeah, it was. This is when I was playing Diablo three. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's like, but I'm a babysitter, and then they go, mm-hmm. and she's like, babysitting sucks. But then she actually starts singing. Yeah. It's funny because she never actually sings. She just kind of just says her thing and they just go. Da-da-da-da. And of course the kids get involved and it's all. It's it's cute. But yeah. They performed the babysitting blues. <laughs> this is so stupid. I, that's You know what? Okay. I'm going to read you my notes. Order. The Nobody gets out of this place without singing the blues. Okay. This movie is done. <laughs> <laughs> the next line of my notes is that. Imagine you paid money to see this show and you're like the fuck are we watching mm-hmm. fucking scared ass white people suddenly going <laughs> baby city blues da, 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 da. why are you wasting our time we like fucking dude, get the professionals back singing yeah anyway yeah so they managed they to barely out, make they it out, out of the, the black blues club alive yeah and they wander smack dab into a one of the most egregious uh matte paintings of the chicago skyline mm-hmm. in the movie and also the bad guys are chasing them but the blues guy stops him and was like, nobody gets out of this club. Oh, they're sick of the blues. So did, I... so did the bad guys had to be like, they took my damn playboard. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I wrote my notes on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I get it. I feel bad. I almost like this movie too hard. I but goddamn, So he's just so like, yeah. It's your fault um, for picking it. Goonies so... and Gremlins are classics, but this movie's not. No, I'm, Pixels is also not a classic. Oh my god. So, they're walking outside, Bran's gonna confess his love for her, but instead is like, uh, uh, Mike is a loser, and she's like, it's none of your business, which is true. Yeah. Uh, and randomly, uh, the Daryl and the Thor kid are like walking behind them, and suddenly Daryl just runs off for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, uh, she's like, um... No, he's like, I think I just think you should give other guys a chance. And she's like, well, like who? And he's like, mm-hmm. at least he's honest with me. Like, mm-hmm. And that's when she says, you're just a child. Bitch, you're 17. He's 15. There's not that much of a difference between you two. Yeah. Although I guess he, does, he can't get his license yet to drive. So I guess that's kind of like, yeah, he's always going to be picking her up if they start dating. So that's kind of a... So, it's not, it's so, not exactly the most so then, romantic thing to thrust on a lady that you're dating. Then we see that okay. Carol is hitting on what white people think a prostitute looks like. <laughs> Just like... Like a fur, a fur, fur shrub, a slightly a shrubby, sh- like a kind shrubby of looking lady, lady, skirt, big hair, and makeup. Who's just not quite as pretty as Elizabeth Shue, but so I guess she's a. Pro- I mean, she, they dress her up like exactly cartoon prostitute, but like, yeah. And, and Daryl, like, she's too old for you, and she's like, I don't like seventeen, I don't know. and they're like, what are you doing out here? And she's like, I ran away from home, and they're like, Brenda, and just run off. And that's like they leave, like the, what was the no point of that scene? That scene? Even Daryl runs, dude. It's just- like, they just show up long enough to kind of slag on this poor lady for being a prostitute. And then a homeless being, prostitute. For being an old homeless prostitute and then running away. Yeah. So who's ready for more comedy with Brenda? Oh, God. What happened? Is this the hot dog or is this the rat? She can't. She doesn't have her glasses, but she sees a kitten <laughs> and picks it up. This goes on forever. Oh, my God. And two God. janitors are like, you got to drop that thing. We're going to kill it. And she's like, oh, you monster. Why would you kill a kitten? And they're like, that ain't no kitten. That's a giant sewer rat. And then she just goes, what? And it's not a giant sewer rat. It's a fucking white albino pet rat. It's just like, the rat's just like... You couldn't even get a gray rat for this scene. It's not even dirty or anything, too. It's just from the pet store. It's a pet store rat. (laughs) And the rat's just like, what? What? 
I just want my snack. Why are everyone so angry at me? Yeah. Um, she screams like a banshee, and that scene is done. Again, if this is a John Hughes movie, there would at least be some kind of funny Bon Ma to the scene, or like some kind of funny, I don't know, there would be some kind of thing to it, but no, it's just her being, oh, it's a rat, and then somehow the, it's over. Somehow the bad guys manage to find them on the street, just driving around randomly, They keep on I guess. randomly catching up for, like, yeah. But they run up some stairs and get on the Even tram. Even if you showed that they got, like, beat up at the bar would be kind of funny to see that, like, they're getting so more tattered as this adventure yeah. goes on. But, no, yeah. randomly, somehow they got out of the bar. I guess they did sing their blues yeah. song. Yeah. And, yeah, now they're back on the trail. Yeah. And they're ch- they chase them up some stairs onto a tram. They all get on the tram and, and get away. The bad guys are like, hey, we obviously know where they're going to get off. Let's go get them. All right, wait, is this the part? Oh, uh, yeah, no, this uh, is when the, uh, the, the, the gang members show well, up. Well, hold on. Um, oh, that's when the white bad guy's like, you're going to tell me everything you know about those kids. And Who's he say that to? He says that to uh, the car thief. Oh, he, that's right. He really doesn't know anything about their kids. He tells them everything he knows, which is basically like, they got to get their car. Seriously, okay. the car thief only knows that and these kids like, have existed for five minutes longer than these like, guys. Okay, it's not we'll like get to the car before them. How the fuck do you know where their car is? I guarantee you there's not one impound plot in the evil city. There's tons of them. And it's not even at an impound plot. It's at a garage, and I guarantee there's more than one garage in the city. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no way these assholes can find out where their car is. Man, did you ever see Inner Space? Yeah. It's kind of like the villains from that, where it's evil corporate guys. But at least, again, even in Inner Space, those guys are... It was Robert Picardo chasing the guys. These guys are just the most... So, Gray suits, bleh. So then we go back to them. We're from OCP. On the train... And we get a scene with what completely what random white people think '80s gangs look like. Somebody saw the Warriors. I, and I was like, sincerely thought these guys were not gonna have a, a knife fight. I thought they were gonna start dance fighting. Yeah, because that's what they look like. They have like. like shit like on their arms and just like weird little patches. Yeah, and just like yeah. It's the Broadway version yeah. of gang. It's but there's a gang West on one side, side story, of the train yeah. and then the other, and they're going to meet in the middle. It's a black gang start... versus, I don't know if it's supposed to be a Latino gang or what. They're wearing but... red. Yeah. But um, they're going to stab each other. But she stands up in between them and is like, hey, could you wait till you kill till we get off to kill you? And he's like, sit down, bitch. And Daryl's like, oh, you're going to let that guy talk to her like that? So Brad gets up and is like, hey. <laughs> and he's like, bitch, please. And throws his switchblade into Daryl's foot. Uh, Which I don't know that was actually fucked up, but I was like, oh, he's lucky if his foot didn't get fucked up, like, but he did get fucked up. He's like, don't fuck with the devils, blah, 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 whatever the fuck the name is. And she bends over, picks the knife out, out of his shoe, and is like, don't fuck with your babysitter! And holds the knife up, yeah. too. And they all get I off do the appreciate the little, like, a fucking strategically deployed F-bombs so in this movie. this movie was rated R. Yeah, no, PG-13. How did they get away with two f bombs? Because you, like, there was a whole formula. I don't know how much if this formula still exists to this day, but like you could get away with like one or two f bombs. Was only one. I, I thought mean, it was only one too. Maybe if they but... if there's in close enough succession. Um, but yeah, you could like get away with like showing one titty. Mm-hmm. There was a, yeah one titty. Oh, but, no, or back in the eighties, you could show as many titties as you wanted. Well, for PG thirteen, it was the PG thirteen thing where it had a very specific formula to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is also Disney's first PG thirteen film movie, and supposedly the only reason they do swear in this movie is just because this movie could get a PG thirteen mm-hmm. rating, so it would seem edgier to the kids that they wanted to you know. Uh, or to the theaters to see this thing. They get um, They all get off the train, pick him up, and he's like, oh, "My foot." Take him to the. So hospital. yeah, he actually has been stabbed. I thought I thought it was just... kind of. 
Yeah, you find out later he only needs one stitch. He needs, yeah, they're like, let's take him oh, to the hospital. Oh, God, I forgot there's stitch. the whole thing when they get him to the hospital. Like, there's another guy who's just been stabbed who died, and so the doctor the doc- accidentally yeah. they're like, hey, does where's the sweatiest the fucking Lucy, Lucille Ball kind of like, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's resolved instantly because there's like, oh, where's our friend? He's like, oh, I don't know what friend you're talking about. The stab victim. And he's like, oh, he's dead. And <laughs> I- she faints, and then immediately Brad steps out and is like, what's going on? And they're like, yo, you're not dead. Fucking dumb. I do love the old hangdog Indian guy they have doing the scene, though, because you're so like, your friend did. But, yeah, it's just the most, it's sweaty. He's got one that's stitch what, on his toe. That's how you describe this movie. It's sweaty. It's not bad, <laughs> but it's sweating hard. Oh. It's working hard to tell you these jokes, but, man, they're fucking old. But, yeah. So, they leave the hospital. Uh... Well, before they do, they run back into Handsome John, the tow truck driver guy. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he somehow got hit in the head by the cops or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and the cops are chasing him. He's like, Hey, I fixed your windshield for you. That's my bad. It's at this garage, but you still got to pay for the tire. 50 said, bucks, dude. You shot our window and we had to run. You could have done that as well. Yeah, you ruined our fucking evening. Man. Yeah, you don't understand the shit we've gone through tonight. A bullet because... barely missed me. You could have done both things. Thanks, yeah. though. Um, so, does he drive them to... No, he's like, I'm one oh, felon now, so again. I gotta yeah. go see ya, and runs away while the cops chase him. How did they make it to the garage? So, they, um... They I see just... a frat party in the distance, and which makes Daryl <laughs> run to it. I forgot about this, because this movie, because nothing really seems to lead naturally to another thing, it really does seem like stream of consciousness, like, okay, now they're walking down the street. What, what is he doing? Why is he running to this frat party? Your friend got stabbed in the toe, kind of. <laughs> you you've the got toe. gangsters chasing just... you. Why are you running to a frat party? So, yeah. What are you doing, Daryl? You are yeah. a horribly written character. And so, and also, Thor has to go to the bathroom. So she like so. This is. <laughs> I think you walk another two blocks and get you're to the in, gas station. You're in this sh- quote-unquote shitty city. Just have her squat behind a garbage can and take I a love piss. That everything about the city is just so terrible in the crime run. Oh my god! And yeah. Oh, oh, yep. This is what frat parties look like. A band with a forty-year-old dude lead singer singing singing songs. There's. Have you ever seen um Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? I think I've seen chunks of it. There's kind of like a frat party in there where it's Oingo Boingo, and I always thought that was ridiculous until I saw this, and I'm like, <laughs> you couldn't get Oingo Boingo, but they got like, yeah, exactly, like fucking Yacht Rock, so, like fucking dude in his mid-40s with like a fucking blazer yeah. and a fucking wine cooler, like the least so, frat rock music possible. Some frat guys think Elizabeth Shue is Miss March or whatever, and yeah. go up to her, but don't worry, Paul Rudd is there to save her. I've seen this guy in other stuff, but yeah. he really is just kind of like, yeah, yeah. He's an 80s Knock Paul. off Paul Rudd. Yeah, well, um, he's not... Mm, what? What hell's that? I looked up that guy's credits. Yeah, he's man. been in a metric fuck ton of stuff. Um, the dude's oh, got I a thought... name. Wait, what? Yeah? Hold on. Let me see. I love no, pants. Dawson. Um, can I also point out... Have you ever seen... Wait, did we talk about if you saw Splash or not? Uh, I saw a splash back in the eighties when it like came out. Yeah, they kind of go out of their way. It's weird how John Candy. Oh, okay, it is him. I just rewatched Splash just recently. It's weird how John Candy. He's always writing the Penthouse Forum. Something about mid eighties teen comedies about porno mags. So we're introduced to Paul. So wait, Rudd. so what was that guy? I don't know. Did I you see anything? I got distracted with something else. But yeah. Um. 
but it's they're introduced to him and it's like the movie is shoving him in your face saying here's her new romantic interest because he's so kind of like dashing like hello there Elizabeth hey, guys, I care about your feelings she is not Miss March <laughs> obviously love... why would she be at this party I would mm. love for the brother to just come out of the dark and fucking stab him in the side of the head with a knife <laughs> like no no I've pined too long you're not gonna take her away from some so girl <laughs> makes out with Ron Weasley for fucking like yeah like fucking and again that's that's a lot Paul Rudd's like hey I can give you the money I got money here's $45 yeah it's $5 short than what you need for your tire but fuck whatever so then that girl the making out with Daryl gets mad and picks him up but nothing comes to that they're just like hey leave him alone he's just a kid and then they all leave in his jeep Oh, uh, that's right. Paul Rudd drives from that. That's how they get to the the, the yeah. garage. Is Paul Rudd drop, and he just drops him off. He and just goes drops him off and leaves. Yeah, that's not. If he's supposed to be a good guy, that's not what good guys do. Because you think if, if you they know can't... what you do, you wait until you see them get in the car and drive away, and then you're then you leave. That's what you do as a, a decent human being. Especially if the whole point is that they don't have any transportation transportation to get back home. So for some reason, it's like it's like midnight in the middle of the city. It's entirely possible this garage is closed up and. Like, they can't get to that car. So, yeah, yeah they might he need the ride. He didn't even wait for them to get inside yeah. before he bailed. Paul Rudd's a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still a half an hour of this That's movie left. That's the thing. I paused right around this time. I was like, this got to be getting close to the end, right? And I was like, oh, my. What else could happen? <laughs> What's? Oh, Because they got the car. They're wandering Jesus. around inside being like, sir, sir. The garage is empty. Completely empty midnight but garage. Then- then a dude with platinum blonde hair comes down from a lift. You see who this smoke- is? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> this must have been like right around he- when he was in a Full Metal Jacket too. But it's fucking Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah, with the worst very, like blonde very young <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Which is funny because like. Like, so, of course, like, he descends, and there's, like, a light, and kind of looks like He's holding a hand, sledgehammer, a miniature sledgehammer. It's yeah. not even a full sledgehammer. I mean, it's like a little baby, like, little, like, like and rock hammer. And, of course, hammer. the girl's it's like, like <gasps> it's Thor! It's Andy Dufresne's, like, fucking rock hammer from uh, Shawshank. Like, you couldn't even hire, like, a bodybuilder for this That's role? That's the thing! The guy, I mean, I guess Vincent Onofrio's kind of tall, but he's definitely not got, like, cut arms or anything like that. He's got, like... like <laughs> Meaty mashed potato they would have hired to play Thor in a movie in the <laughs> well, 80s? That's the 80s, man. This is like Roger Corman fucking Fantastic Four quality casting. Um, but they're like, hey, yeah. we're here to pick up our car. Here's the money. He's like, this is $45. I want 50 And he gets all aggro with them. But then she's like, uh, you're supposed to be a hero. I know what you know. Here, you don't have your hat. And he gives him her, her Thor hat. And he's like... $45 is enough. Go on, get out of here. Keep the hat, kid. I have one at home. Derp. Oh, derp This is, like, supposed to be the big heartwarming scene in the movie, and I'm just like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. Especially because he was just a total dick to all of them. Just, I mean, he's being really, like, aggressively yeah. a dick, too. It's not like he's just being begrudgingly, like, he's you got other shit to do with things like that. You ain't got a car. Yeah. And then he's like, hmm, you're a good kid, guy. Just go. God, so do wait, do they have the car now at this yeah, point? Yeah, they got the car. Oh god. Oh so, wait, so but then the the but the, the the Thor runs away? It, no, that's just the scenes over. Mm. Oh, I that that was my last night note was Vincent D'Alfrey as Dawson Thor. Something they end so up the, on the building so the end. They they leave in their car and somehow the baddies knew where they were there because they follow them in their car. Again, magic detection. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Oh, there's it, <laughs> this is okay. So this is supposed to be a real uh, building in Chicago, the Smurfit Stone Building. The 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 Thor runs off. 
Thor. What are you talking about with Thor? The sister. The... Oh, okay. Well, we had a guy that she was actually saying is Thor. No, but I'm just saying. Well, Sarah. Thor had Sarah. sister. Sarah. Um. Oh man, I saw this thing on YouTube where they had a um, fucking. Who's the lady who plays Sarah? Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, she was like doing this promo thing for Labyrinth in, in the UK. She was on a kids show, and then they brought out the Ludo puppet mm. the, with the guy in the Ludo suit, and they try to talk to it, but of course, in the movie, Ludo's voice is just yeah done post production. So they're trying to talk to Ludo, and you just hear, can it's you can almost hear the voice inside the suit going. But it's like he's mute. He can't really talk. It's kind of funny. Anyway, um, so they're, there's they're driving, and they she's like, oh, that's where I was gonna go on my date with Mike by a restaurant. Oh, I forgot. There's and a whole like, thing. It's a yeah. Oh, it go looks straight like to the he ending, went yeah. without you, and his car is parked outside of the restaurant. And you know it's him because it's got says, the so, so cool. cool. Yeah. And <coughs> she's like, I thought we were in love. He goes in, okay. She goes inside to confront him. He's there with another girl, and she just goes up to. <laughs> she's like, "I thought we were in love." And he says, "Look, little girl, I don't know what you thought we had, but it wasn't anything is special." Is he not dating? Like, is he two times around like an older lady? Because I don't know why. Because he, he's all teenager. like little girl about shit. But yeah, yeah it's just another teenager. But this is like a hoity-toity restaurant, and they just go in. And I feel like the Mater D would be like, um, we gonna have to stop all this. The Mater D does not do his job mm-hmm. of keeping all, all this shit under control. Meanwhile, two tables, two tables over, but John Belushi leans over, points to the girl in the little Thor hat. How much do you want for the daughter? Mm. Um, so, and then uh, Brad gets his face like, I want to punch you, and he's like, but I won't. But and Daryl's like, I will, and kicks him in the ass into like, somebody else's table. He, like, drop kicks him. He and really they all, fucking knocks him And out. they all run away. Yeah, that what seems... A fucking dumb scene. You didn't need to give her a romance, in, or, or a romantic dude in this movie. She didn't need Mike. Mike is useless yeah, in this movie. Yeah, the whole Lord angle is just kind of... He doesn't do anything. Yeah. It gave Bradley Woodford a paycheck. Let him survive until he got it. the West Wing, but yeah. Um, so they all go outside and are like, where's Sarah? Because they drove by a toy store earlier and she's standing outside that toy store. What a fucking asshole. Where, are there toy, uh, Thor toys that she's looking at? No, she's looking at toys. toys in general. Just toys. Yeah. What, mon- <laughs> my pet monster is not enough for Sarah? God damn it. And then the bad guys pull up and are like, hey, little girl, get Still in the car. Still tracking them. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, and runs off. Runs down an alley. It's like, my parents' building. I guess did their parents own the building. I don't know. It is a pretty distinctive looking building. Yeah, so yeah, he it's, runs towards it's that like building. one of the magical crystals in, in Superman's uh, Fortress of Solitude. It's mm-hmm. like got that cut slanty roof to it. Baddies chase her into the building. She gets away. She's about getting on an elevator. One of the bad guys punches a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Um And she goes up. Runs out a window. Well, they get on the elevator after her. And they know which floor she went to because two of the floors have chocolate fingerprints on it. Oh, that's right. Because she's yeah. wearing green fleece gloves. Yeah. Oh, I forgot because she's offering the 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 other the, the the brother and his best friend candy. Like yeah, she's got like a and, Nestle's Crunch bar, yeah. which is oh, I didn't which is that's all wrapped setting up. up the, yeah. And and Chris slaps it out of his hand. Is like huh. no no chocolate. You're acne. <laughs> Uh, I know I was not paying attention. I didn't even realize that's how they figured out where the sister's going to. Yeah, okay, so yeah. somehow, I don't remember how, they follow her there. 
the other kids and see her cape on the ground. It's like, oh, Sarah's in trouble. And go inside and see the chocolate prints. And are like, she's on one of those two floors. Oh, I thought that was blood because I saw that part. No, that was the same thing. I thought maybe the so bad guys The bad guys hands. split up. One went on floor 42, one went on floor 43. Uh, and they go up, they go on floor 42. And it turns out, oh, no, that's the... The, the floor that the parents are having their party on. This is the most just... And instead of ducking back onto the elevator, they duck back into a coat closet. Yeah. That's what you do. I do like Don't the run back to escape. They run get into off... a coat closet. There's one little bit of physical comedy, which I thought was cute, where they get off the elevator, and the one kid, like, sur- he runs into the broom closet, and the other, like, Elizabeth Shue and daryl like run off in two other directions and they realize they like they suddenly run back into the broom closet mm. it's kind of a weird thing but i just thought that was kind of funny but again this is kind of like what i was pointing out with like the john where it's like the the kids on a crazy adventure happening to run into their parents in the middle of the adventure was done so much well in, like in ferris bueller's day off where they kind of like made a meal of how ridiculous it was that they end up in a taxi cab right next to ferris's dad and then ferris's dad is like dancing along with the fucking twist and shout music in the end it's just kind of more wry whereas this is just like bad coincidence where they just the one building this kid uh, runs into on the top floor sarah climbs out a window an open window randomly and and climbs down a rope which is also hanging out the window well, for the, i reason. love that's already set up for her yeah and the, the villain dude is pulling her up so she lets go of the rope and slides down and is crawling along the window out right outside this party everybody inside the party could see her if they just looked left of course nobody in the and party this scene goes on for five minutes happens yeah. to look over and see and <laughs> The other bad guy's down there, and Elizabeth Shue wraps his feet up with a cord, which he doesn't notice her doing somehow, and he falls over, and she escapes, and they all go up to the floor and pull the little girl up with another rope, and they get her, save her. They leave the black guy on the roof. They leave the black guy on the roof, and the the, the car thief is there, and he's like... Oh, yeah, he randomly shows up. He's like, just give me the playboy. This is what they're after. And as they're leaving, they run into the white bad guy, and he's like, give me the magazine. So he goes the magazine, he's like, yeah, here, leave the kids with me. And he's like, punch, punches the bad guy in the face, and which knocks him out. Uh, so they finally pick up their nerd friend, and thankfully there's only ten minutes left I in t- the movie. Yeah, I totally blacked out. I didn't even notice they picked her so up. They pick I don't remember even seeing her, her in the car as they're racing Well, they pick home. her up in the car, and at one point, uh, Brad, Daryl, and nerd girl are in the back seat and Daryl reaches over and like lifts up her jacket to kind of look at her try to look at her boobs wow <laughs> i totally i was checking twitter it's like i was totally not even so 80s wow i didn't even know jesus is brenda like still like is she so she's asleep in the back of the car yeah did they they never, did they never even show, show her getting dropped off back well, no home, right? they get back to to the kid's house and brenda's like she or uh, uh, Chris is like, you gotta go home, and she's like, I don't wanna go home, and she's like, you're going home, and just shuts the door in her, Brenda's face. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's no, it, okay. and that's the last you see. Which of is her. that, that Brenda's she, got this totally <laughs> fucked up life that apparently, like, yeah, like okay, get but it. A, you know what? With this, the how white this movie is, I'm sure her problems are they they didn't buy her the teddy bear she wanted for her birthday or some shit. Yeah, I doubt she has real problems. She totally wanted. Uh, fuck they it. didn't renew her copy of Tiger Beat. <laughs> That's what happened. Her Commodore 64 needs a new hard drive, and they didn't get it for her, so she's, she needs to run away from so, home. Yeah. She frantically cleans up as the parents come home because they pass them on the freeway. Yeah, this Ferris Bueller's Day Off race. Like, well, they, well, they, cause they, they, they ran into the parents on the yeah. highway, so they had to race home. They drove home at like 80 miles per hour mm-hmm. to like beat the parents back home. 
And so, yeah, they all get in. They, and then yeah. everything's cleaned up just in the nick of time. And the parents come home and they're like, do you have any problems? Nope, it was great. She goes up to the bedroom and the kids are like, thanks, I thanks, am, Chris, for the best night of my life. I am honestly shocked when the parents come home and they see Elizabeth Shue, like, sitting on the couch watching TV. And she says, no, everything was cool, those or whatever she says. I'm surprised it just didn't, like, freeze frame and the credits start. Yeah. But the kids are like, it was the best night of my life. Really? Really? Hanging out a window, almost dying. Gangsters chasing you. Fucking having a, a switchblade thrown in your foot. Best night of your yeah, life. Yeah, she's sitting soaking in her own piss from pissing herself. Almost falling <laughs> off the top of like a 50-story building. But yeah. She's like, I think I'm retired from babysitting now. And goes outside. And then Paul Rudd shows up. Randomly. Because Sarah yeah. had a roller skate with her that has a fucking giant tag that says, If lost, return to me. I saw the name. Address. I didn't realize that was actually her address. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's like, I figured I'd find you here with this this roller skate. And he's like, Oh. She's like, Oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I need a babysitter. And she's like, Oh. Well, I kind of retired. Would you want me to babysit? And he's like, Me. And then the kids are watching from That's the window. That's the line. That's and it. And the kids, uh, the little girl's like, kiss him! And, and, oh, and, uh, fucking. <laughs> throws rocks. Brad out. closes no, the window down. and stares through the blind for a little bit and smiles like, I it approve is, of this. And I closes it. Because he's and very then, forlorn looking. At, but the last they, possible moment, he see it turn into a smile. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then they kiss. And, and it, it, it and turns into freeze frame and fade to black and thankfully it's done. It's poopy. <laughs> it's poopy. <laughs> it's poopy. It's poopy. Hey, there's a quick little post credit scenes. Marvel oh, post credit scene, right. which is this: the black guy standing on the window still outside, and he says, "Help me!" And then that's done. <laughs> that was worth the wait to sit through the credits for. I hate the '80s. Fucking. Poopy movie. I man, I can totally see again. If you're like a teenage girl in the '80s, man, maybe this is speaking to you, because it's about babysitting. It's about how how cr- scary black people can be. But man, this movie was not good. Well, nope. Not, not, not again. Not even actively terrible either. It was just really inert. This movie is getting like, upset at this movie is like getting upset at helium. But well, this movie's like when your dog took a dump somewhere. And you can smell it, oh, but you no. can't find it? I wouldn't say yeah. that. I would say, like, it's a cold burrito. <laughs> where it's, cold not, it's not going to kill you, it. but it's not necessarily the ideal thing you could be ingesting at that mm. moment. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's, a cold, it's a burrito that's warm on the outside, but still cold on the inside. So you, oh. you don't get anything going. So it's like a half-cooked, half-microwave pizza roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? Microwave French fries. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Where exactly. you can you can eat it. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's poopy. It's poopy, and I have no notes. <laughs> no, seriously, there, there's most almost entirely all the trivia about this movie is just about like all the teenage actors who tried out for this movie, but it, got, it went to Elizabeth Shue instead. Uh, the other thing I saw was this was an idea that would have been floating around Hollywood for since the '60s. About making an adventure, like a comedy movie about a girl who babysits and things, crazy shit happens. It really does seem like Disney went, oh, hey, those John Hughes movies are super popular. We have this this idea for the script laying around. Let's just hire someone to essentially Frankenstein together a, a script a, a based on that idea, ripping off a bunch of ideas from John Hughes movies like... Like the the Chicago location and pervy teen boys and kids stuck in a blues bars and manic race home against the parents 
and we'll have our own John Hughes movie, and except it'll be even kind of fluffier, more family-friendly than actual John Hughes movies, and that's how you end up with adventures and babysitting. But yeah, this is... I really do think it misses the point of John Hughes flicks by not really having a heart or a moral. It's really just a series of wacky misadventures that just kind of end. And they're not even that wacky. And none of the characters change or are really confronted by anything. It's just a bunch of... And everything gets resolved instantly. It's Howard the Duck without the duck. Except for the, the the two villains that are chasing them throughout the movie, that doesn't get resolved. But like the fight on the the, the tram gets resolved. Brenda's fucking terrible. If, if someone else had made this movie, Brenda would at least have a little bit of a character end. To, like there'd be some kind of resolution to what's going on with her or something, or at least some kind of promise for the future. And it's like imagine Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where if Cameron they just drop Cameron Cameron on uh, off at home just to get his ass beat by his dad, but there's no like denouement for that character or anything like that. It's just kind of man. Yeah. Thinking about this too hard. I'd like I said, it's poopy. <laughs> I think that's the best summary it's for this poopy. movie. It's poopy. It's poopy. It's poopy. Man, what are we doing next? What we're doing next? Yeah, because I'm even trying to think of something... anything else to talk about. Elizabeth Shue, no, she deserved be better. Be she was a good actress. She deserved more. She should have been more stuff. And she you... didn't deserve to and be dumped in the garbage spend, and back to the future. You gotta spend weeks trying to find the Playboy issue with her in it. <sighs> That'd be great if she was actually. She actually had to be in playboy <laughs> to actually like they could just make the prop but like she like if you go back in time it turns out she was actually miss march of like 1986 so um, next time doing something that i yeah, this... you probably never heard of no i had i knew of it and i was always i, I just thought about it I was well, like, eh, i've always been curious about that it's you're a weirdo. i don't know you are a weirdo. <laughs> oh, you, you've, oh, yeah. The shit you've done. No, this is this is my this is my comeback because you're all. I'll dig up weird shit, and you're like, where the fuck did you find this? And when you <laughs> suggested this to me, I'm like, are you serious? I'm not that I have a problem it's, with well, it, but you hear about it in the same breath. We'll talk as, about more about it next week, but but it's the Little Mermaid from 1975, the anime version. Yeah. Well, you buried the leak. It should have been. We're gonna do the Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah. But it's that. the YouTube version from 1975. <laughs> yes, the YouTube version from 1975. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I always heard about this as like the original little mermaid that disney kind of borrowed some stuff from just like they had their there was also the anime version of the lion king that disney got all that idea uh, from. i think about that well to be fair well i mean we'll talk about more about the next week but that version of the little mermaid well it's way it's really super faithful to the source material because yeah. I mean, it was you know based on hans yeah. christian anderson story so in that sense yeah just by virtue of the and fact that you can find it on youtube yeah, and that's the only way we could find I, You know, I tried to find a copy. I actually did find a copy in the internet dumpster, but it was actually lesser quality than the one on YouTube. Mm. So I was I, like, okay, I, I read guess that watching. there was supposed to be a, a uncut DVD that came out in 2005. That's the other thing. And I figured if you're going to watch the YouTube version, I'm just going to watch the YouTube yeah. version too. I, so, I didn't want to see what they cut out, but I couldn't. I don't know. I don't know what they would have cut out. But yeah, uh, so but yeah. Uh, watch The Little Mermaid week. 1975 yeah. on YouTube. Just Google that and you'll. Yeah. Should people watch uh, Adventures in Babysitting? Should? Should people? Question mark. People watch Adventures of Babysitting. I will say no. If you grew up with it, keep on watching and enjoying it. Well, no, I'm saying for the first time. Friendly, you know what? It's worth it for Elizabeth Shue in that coat. No. <laughs> yeah, you're asking me. <laughs> no, it's not. You asked me. It's, it's worth it for Elizabeth Shue's tiny feet. If you're Elizabeth <laughs> tiny feet. If you're Elizabeth Shue stalker, this is essential. Mm. But if you're not, maybe go watch The Little Mermaid 1975. Well, maybe not actually, because that's not really good either, but... Uh, I don't know. Fucking go watch uh, Back to the Future 2. Yeah, Back to the Future 2 is not a great movie, but then we'll watch Back to the Future 3. Elizabeth Shoes in that too. Okay. 
And she's not actually in the garbage. And next lot. week we'll be talking about it a little. Oh more. my god, oh, Elizabeth! No. What? One last little bit about Elizabeth Shue. She has she has the worst line delivery in any of the Back to the Future movie. Where at the end of the movie she's like she's looking at the piece of paper that says you're fired and it disappears and she goes it erased and it's such a terrible line read. every time i see it i start laughing because it's so like it's like for little kids it erased just yeah. and there's your elizabeth shoe minute <laughs> that's for this it week. yeah oh my hey, god you know what i think we hit a new milestone though because this is the first time in a quite a few episodes i believe that you didn't mention mr b natural <laughs> Oh, really? Something? Yeah. You How for, for many episodes, <laughs> you have been saying that's some Mr. B natural shit. I think it could become a drinking game. I don't know. You say it all the time, though. There's Mr. B natural scarred me as a kid, man. <laughs> I think I may have laughed harder at Mr. B natural as a kid than anything else I ever saw as a child. Yeah. Oh so, god. But anyway, anyway, next week, The Little Mermaid from 1975. Yeah. Go watch it. Be part of our world. Watch that and then come back and listen to us. Yeah. And he's the mother and It's only an hour long, too, so it's not really that. I know that's why you chose this. That's the big reason why I picked it. (laughs) Give us a year and we'll be down to project. We're going to be talking about Looney Tunes shorts just because they're five minutes long. Ooh, I like that idea, actually. Actually, you know, well, I mean, it'd be hard to find Looney Tunes shorts we haven't seen before, but you could. I don't know. All the racist ones. <laughs> Actually, that's... Oh, no. Bill and Daniel's racist what would the corner. What commentary be? Well, that was racist. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Cole oh. Black and the Seven Dwarfs? Well, yes, that was fucked up as much as... <laughs> what do we say about this? That don't make us sound racist. Yeah. But, yeah. but he muttered on Twitter. The Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Okay. Tardy Pack asked on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a rumor. That's the rumor. Uh, Give us a share. Yeah, just talk, talk to people about us. Yeah. Say, hey, they actually, if you know people who love adventures and babysitting, at least recommend us to them so they can at least hate listen to us. So Ooh, we hate get, listen. Yeah, hate listen. People do love to hate listen. Yeah. Next week, I, I, you know, I'm going to predict now. Next week should be fairly entertaining because I got a lot to say about Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. There's not much to say about that Little Mermaid. Well, Unless you're a huge out. Little Mermaid like Disney fan. But, find yeah. out okay. next week on Tardy Party. Until then. If you like those holes with pop culture, goodbye, everybody. Take care. This is the part where we kiss. No, no. freeze frames. No. And then he kissed me. <laughs> okay, you. take care, guys.